Reimbursement, finance and politics all needed to inject financial lifeblood into EMS before we become a permanent casualty of COVID-19. I'm Rob Lawrence and this is EMS One Stop. Hello and welcome. Uh, first, apologies. I've been conspicuous in my editorial absence over the last few weeks, but I'm delighted to say this is my 25th EMS One Stop column on EMS One. I've been busy fulfilling my post as the communications chair over at the American Ambulance Association, and within that role, I've been part of the team working to keep EMS on the national and federal public eye. This is to allow our legislators and government affairs colleagues to highlight the stories and plight of our heroes on the front lines and hotspots. The reason for putting considerable time and effort into this is to ensure we are on the radar on Capitol Hill as federal stimulus packages are rolled out. And of course, at the time of recording this, we are seeing the HEROES Act, which has been proposed by Speaker Pelosi. Anyway, so to my editorial and commentary. It won't be too long before hurricane season is upon us. It will mark a time when we look for meteorological waves and disturbances in the area of the Cape Verde Islands and then watch the spaghetti models as the waves turn into a depression and the rotation causes a hurricane. The key to surviving the eventual arrival of the natural disaster is preparation and planning. We know when a hurricane is coming at least a week ahead of time, its rough point of landfall and when to batten down. In the same way, we must prepare for the economic storm that's about to arrive on the EMS shore. As this week's money is derived from last month's transports, money may still be rolling in right now, but the current depression in call volume will hit in only a few weeks as lack of response, treatment and transport now means there's less to collect. So the bucket of money from which we pay and sustain in all of EMS will most probably dry up. I've long said that EMS is a business, like it or not, and the COVID-19 pandemic has certainly highlighted the economics of delivering patient care. The rule of thumb is simple. If we can't make payroll, then we can't pay the workforce, potentially leading to furloughs, layoffs and closures. And indeed, we're already starting to see this happen out there. To help us understand the looming problem, we need to look at the revenue cycle. Picture this. The medic treats the patient, completes the EPCR and saves the record to the server. The report is then processed by coders and reimbursement specialists for onward transmission to the insurance company or Medicare for payment. The time from input to payout usually takes a month, sometimes longer, and it's a metric that is monitored closely and reported at most boards as this affects cash flow and therefore the financial solvency of an organisation. With current reduced demands on call volume, outside of COVID-19 hotspots, of course, on the EMS system, a massive pay cut is coming and is going to affect the bottom line of many organisations. There are many models of EMS in the US, and while we all understand that private systems require reimbursement to remain in business, others, including municipally funded and volunteer organisations, have turned to collect insurance and Medicare to help ends meet, so everyone is about to be affected. 
These are the reasons we've turned to lobby hard for stimulus packages and programs that have come our way so far, and all continue to work hard to influence the forthcoming fourth stimulus. And indeed, since writing this uh, article, Speaker Pelosi has introduced uh, the HEROES Act, and it's now uh, awaiting uh, clearance in the various houses, and is also a very hot news topic right this very second. It has become clear, though, that it will be down to the alphabet soup of EMS trade associations and organisations to lobby for the financial lifeblood to keep EMS funded and afloat. Additionally, there are many issues of a national concern that need to be tracked, addressed and championed at this time. In the last two months, EMS leaders have written letters to the President, the Attorney General, the Treasury Secretary and the US Public Health Service, to name but a few, to ensure that EMS remains on the radar. So what are the key financial packages and operational asks that we're requesting right now? Well, first of all, there is a request to increase relief funding for all ground ambulance services providers and suppliers. It is estimated that the industry needs about $2.89 billion up to June the 30th to remain solvent. We're also asking for priority access to PPE and testing and eligibility for public health emergency compensation. We must ensure federal agencies are directed to provide EMS of all types with higher priority access to PPE and testing. We must ensure that all governmental and non-governmental frontline workers are eligible for any essential worker compensation or tax relief specific to the public health emergency. We're also seeking a waiver for the coverage of treatment in place. Now, you'll remember that we had the ET3 programme going on where uh, those that uh, treated in place were reimbursed for doing so. Well, under the COVID emergency, we're still doing that. We are treating a patient in place, not taking to hospital, saving uh, a hospital bed, uh, particularly in the hotspot areas, uh, and doing that all for the well, the good benefit of the health system. Well, in simple terms, this is a free good being delivered by EMS. And also what we're asking is if we're doing this, delivering this service, then perhaps we should be reimbursed for it. EMS systems are also asking for access to public health assistance grants and waiving of the applicant match. Many 911 contracts and most inter-facility transport services are conducted by private EMS. Many are not entitled to apply for grants that may assist with the offsetting of PPE and other costs. We're also lobbying and asking for an expansion of the Public Safety Officers Benefit Programme, the PSOB. This should include paramedics and EMTs who are employed by private for-profit EMS agencies that die in the line of duty due to COVID-19 exposure. And sadly, that has already happened. And so therefore to include PSOB is somewhat of a priority. Politics and reimbursement are critical business activities currently. In fact, they always have been. And we are seeing decreasing volumes causing cash flow issues, which in some quarters are already leading to furloughs and layoffs. Many are now realising the need for the business end of EMS to function and function well. To remain financially solvent, we must keep the cash flow moving in the pipeline and topped up from federal sources as they are becoming available. If we do not do this, then EMS itself could be the biggest casualty of the pandemic. That was my report and commentary. I'd like to hear your views in the comments section of the main article on the EMS One Stop page at emsone.com. I've been Rob Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at UKRobL or on LinkedIn. Until next time, bye for now.